Yesterday on the show, we came to the conclusion that if the Giants want to upgrade on the offensive side, because it's such a thin and weak uh, free agent class for hitters, they may need to do so via trade. So today we're going to look at MLB Trade Rumors' top trade candidates for the offseason and discuss who are the best fits for the Giants. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcast including youtube check us out there you can view my beautiful background as i am in mexico right now or wherever you get your podcasts uh today's episode by the way is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started, like I said, it, it was kind of obvious already, but the free agent class stinks from an offensive perspective. You've got a few guys who make sense. Obviously, they're Shohei Otani. It's just, it's not that it stinks. It's, there are, there's Otani. He's like a unicorn and a, and an and an exception. Um, and then you've got Cody Bellinger. You've got Matt Chapman. You've got Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and ooh, that's about it. I mean, the, there's some other guys, perhaps, but uh, it just drops off a cliff. And there's just and you know Bellinger and Chapman are not without their risks and flaws and. You know, Otani obviously is the prize, but we concluded, as we already kind of knew, that uh, the Giants and Farhan Zaidi has said this. And this is what I say. Like, if he's literally saying it, I know that we've actually, by this point, heard him say a lot of things that have not happened. But at the same time, when he's talking about we want to get, like, better defensively, in, like, he's targeting or mentioning center field and getting like younger and more athletic at that position which was again something we heard last offseason and they didn't actually kind of follow through on that but um okay so mlb trade rumors had this top 25 offseason trade candidates and then they've got some others of note and we're just going to run through the the hitters on the list and talk about if they're fit for the giants and why or why not um, and the number one player listed is, is, uh, Juan Soto. And so Juan Soto, obviously a very interesting, uh, case and for more reasons than one, but essentially he's finally now entering the last year of team control. And so the price to acquire Soto will be significantly lower than it was when he was acquired a year and a half ago at the at the trade deadline by the Padres simply because at that time they got him for 
you know, a guaranteed two and a half seasons of team control. And now any acquiring team would only get them for one year of team control. And so the price is lower. Uh, this was the situation in which the Dodgers acquired Mookie Betts. He had one year left. And that's why the price wasn't very high, um, frankly. And so is this the opportunity for the Giants to go out and get a superstar player uh, and like what the Dodgers did, extend that player uh, after acquiring them? The problem is Juan Soto is a Scott Boris client and they just don't usually or almost ever sign extensions uh, prior to reaching free agents, free agency. They like to you know, test that market and get that market value. And so the chances of an extension are low. Basically, Juan Soto is just so clearly one of the best offensive players in the game. However, he's just not been good defensively the last couple of years. He actually was like, okay, for a while. But the the last couple of seasons we've seen, um, you know, in 2022, minus 17 uh, runs above average is how they kind of peg that number. Yeah, the 2022 total being minus 16 outs above average, according to StatCast. And in 2023, minus nine outs above average. So that's the thing is like he maybe you make an exception to your own rule of the like the target for us is to get more athletic and better defensively for a guy of this caliber but i'm just saying don't expect an extension even if you give like you'd still have to give up probably you know a player i don't know like i don't i think Kyle Harrison may be a little much like given if you look at the Mookie Betts trade and what that was as a precedent then you know they didn't the Dodgers didn't give up a Mookie Betts caliber or a uh Kyle Harrison caliber prospect they did give up Alex Verdugo they did give up a guy who was like a top 50 prospect in addition and they took on some money uh David Price's contract so it was it was a little more complicated but basically I mean, Juan Soto is just such a great hitter. He's so young. He would make the Giants so much better and more interesting. Um, but the defense, I just, I just, I don't see them as the team that is the one that goes out and gets this guy because of the defense. I could be wrong, but you know, with one year of team control and knowing that you're probably not going to be able to get an extension done, that makes me question. Uh, whether the Giants are the team that's going to go out there and get this guy. But he very well could be traded. And if he's traded, the, the Giants should be involved in those discussions for sure. But, you know, defense. We're talking improving the defense. He's not how you improve the defense. He dramatically improves the offense, but not the defense. Okay, so the next player, offensive player on the list, and I think they they rated these guys in order of kind of likelihood of being traded, uh, but also like blending in how good they are, not necessarily rated by trade value, maybe just how good. I don't know exactly how they compiled the list, but the next player on the list is Willie Adamas. And he is really interesting next hitter. I should say he is really interesting because he's a shortstop where the giants have a lot of uncertainty. Although you do have Marco Luciano and I keep saying you ideally, I don't think you want to bring in a player who blocks, uh, 
a player such as Marco Luciano. Maybe Marco Luciano is the guy you give up in a trade to acquire Willie Adamas, and maybe that makes sense. Um, Willie Adamas has become really, really good defensively. Um, every time I've watched him the last couple of years, he's just got a lot of range. He's got a really good arm and he's a good hitter. Although the last couple of years, he's kind of fallen off over the previous couple of years. Although he's been durable, he's hit 24 plus home runs in each of the last three years, uh, including a high of 31 in 2022. And but offensively, I mean, the last two years combined, Adamas has hit, he's been about league average offensively. So it's, he's kind of ridden on the wings of his defense. And I don't know. I don't know if you give up a huge, uh, trade package to acquire what you would be getting there. Although it would be, it would definitely be an upgrade for the Giants. I mean, we don't know. I guess Marco Luciano has the chance to be really good, but you know more for sure of what you're going to get with Willie Adamas. And yeah, the contract situation is the same as Soto in that he's entering the final year of team control. So uh, he's a really good player, but he's not Juan Soto. So it would be even less of a cost. So you'd give up something of value, but um, you could he's acquirable and so he does make sense for the giants but the problem is you're blocking luciano and i don't think you give up a luciano for one year of willie adamas unless you knew you could extend him and and maybe you could i don't believe he's a scott boris client but he may be i actually don't know so coming up in just a minute we're gonna we're gonna continue to run through this and then ultimately conclude which of these players are the best fits for the Giants. And before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And little inside secret here, it doesn't even have to be your team. You can pick the team that is most heavily favored to win and just bet $5 on the money line as a new customer when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And if that team wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's just no better time to get in on the action. The app, as you would expect, is so easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. We're going to continue running through this list that includes a lot of pitchers. And I just want to point out that the reason I'm not talking about pitchers here is because that's the strength of the free agent market. And so if you listen to yesterday's episode, I basically concluded I never ever liked the idea of making trades when you can just pay money to, for uh, this type of talent. And so if there were like, there is Otani, but beyond that, you know, there's, there's Bellinger, there's Chapman, there's Jung-Hoo Lee, but Beyond those guys, I'm not sure there's anyone worth really investing heavily in financially. And so that's why a trade may be necessary here. But if you want pitching, you can just go out there and pay for it. And that means not giving up talent. You're just giving up somebody else's money 
right? Okay, so anyway, thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, we're going to be getting into some mailbag questions again. So look out on Twitter for the prompt later today. And in anticipation, you know, of finally things getting moving here uh, in free agency, hopefully, and then the winter meetings coming up. So any rumors and stuff, that'll take priority always. But as of now, it's been pretty quiet, but it should pick up soon. By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. 24-7, covering the, the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Amazing. And I hope to be on there talking about Giants' major moves this offseason. So continuing to run through the top 25, I do think Willie Adamas is a good fit. Um However, I, I don't want to block Marco Luciano like that. And Adamas like doesn't play any other positions. Maybe Luciano could. I mean, v- people have viewed him as a guy who could play third, could play corner outfield. So we'll see. Uh, Got to keep scrolling to find our next position player. And it's Alex Verdugo. And right away, I know that I'm not going to view Alex Verdugo as a great uh, fit here because he, you know, he's just kind of like, like a Mike Yastrzemski type in that uh, there's just, there's just, um, I mean, maybe a worse defensively Mike Yastrzemski. Let me, let me just look at the, the numbers for Verdugo. So yeah, he's been, he's been, you know, roughly average just kind of every year in Boston since he was part of that Mookie Betts trade, Uh, better strikeout rate, lower strikeout rate, a lot of contact, not a ton of power, Corner outfielder, though, like when I look at the uh, defense, we're talking about um, he hasn't played center field since 2021. And so in 2022, we're talking kind of mixed results, like bad results defensively in 2022, good results in 2023. So I think kind of just solid in a corner, but someone who doesn't kind of fringy in center probably at best. And so I don't know. I just don't see it. I believe he's got platoon splits as well. So the Giants don't need another one of these corner outfielders. So he's not a guy I would expect to end up on the Giants. So moving on, Trent Grisham of the San Diego Padres is is named here, as is Ha Sung Kim of the San Diego Padres. And so Grisham, I mean, I get it. He would he's really good defensively from what I have seen and can remember. Hassan Kim, also really good defensively and an infielder. But Grisham, you know, let's explore that for a minute because he does fit that center field profile. And in center field, where he's played almost exclusively in his major league career, we're talking a guy about a guy who's put up 25 defensive runs saved in his career, plus 34 outs above average, just a really good defender in center. Um, the problem is he's kind of stopped hitting the last couple years. I mean, literally the last two years, each year he's hit below 200 in terms of his batting average. He's also super patient at the plate, though. So his on-base percentages are decent. 
And so, you know, this would be a frustrating guy to watch at the plate. That's why he, I mean, there's familiarity with Bob Melvin. I think that Trent Grisham, he's one of those guys who's like super annoying on the other side, but I think you'd probably like him uh, if he was on your team. And so I, he is kind of a dark horse candidate, uh, you know, fit for the Giants, I think, um, if the Padres are trying to trade him. What the Padres are doing is they're apparently trying to shed like $50 million off their 2023 payroll. And it's complicated by the, you know, tragic passing of their owner, Peter Seidler. Um, so they were already trying to trim payroll and then their owner passed away um, at the age of like 63. And so anyway, Grisham has two years of team control remaining and I don't know. He's so good defensively that I could view him as a fit, but the offense, I'm, I'm guessing the platoon splits are very much an issue for him. I'm, I'm guessing he, if he struggles in general, he probably really struggles against left-handed pitching. And that is not the case, actually. In his career against left-handed pitching, he's got a 110 weighted runs created plus 10% above average offense when he's facing lefties. And what about righties? 10 8% below average. So legitimate reverse splits for Trent Grisham. And that honestly makes him like an everyday player to me. So I don't know. He, he's low key, like a guy to look out for if the Padres would be willing to trade him. But I think as a fan, you might be frustrated watching him hit below 200. You know, there's a lot of batting average aficionados out there and you'd have to realize his value comes from base running and defense and, you know, offensively getting on base. He also stole 15 bases last year, as an example, was caught only, uh, I can't find it, was caught only three times. So the guy's got value. He's only 27, two years of team control. I think he actually is a dark horse fit. Ha Sung Kim was someone I really liked last year for the Giants. But the issue is this year, like Tyro Estrada is already taking up the second base position. Uh, where Kim profiles best. Although, really, I think Kim could play shortstop and maybe he, maybe he profiles best as a shortstop. I really like Ha Sung Kim a lot. Um, I think that his trade value is pretty high. Uh, he, his contract situation is such that, uh, I'm trying to locate it. It, he's got, he's under team control for, 2024 and then there's a mutual option for 2025 at eight million dollars so that's very likely to be declined by Hassan kim so it is basically looking like one more year of team control for Hassan kim who is just elite defensively and has really kind of come into his own offensively stole 38 bases last year and hit 17 homers had a 351 on base percentage he was quietly like one of the best players in baseball last year and you know this is a guy i was super interested in coming out of korea back in you know prior to the 2021 season and played under bob melvin i like him so much but i'm again it's like the willie adamas situation is which is that where do you play him? I guess he's also played a significant amount of third base, but he's only played third, short, and second. And so I I don't know. Like maybe you make that work. You know, instead of signing a Matt Chapman, you trade for a Hassan Kim and 
you know, if Luciano struggles, then Kim can play short. If Luciano does well, then Kim could play third and JD Davis could platoon at first base with Lamont Wade. Uh, so Kim and Grisham, I view both of these guys as solid fits for the Giants. And Kim would cost a lot though. Like I said, he's been, he literally was one of the better players in the game last year. Even though it's just one year of team control, well, there's technically maybe two with the mutual option, uh, but $8 million for a really, really good player, whereas Soto is projected to get about $33 million in arbitration. So I like those two Padres, but uh, Grisham would certainly be more acquirable. The cost would be lower. Um, and Kim, the cost would be quite high, understandably, and uh, reason, uh, you know, understandably so. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, we'll continue to run through this list and ultimately make conclusions about who the best fits are for the Giants in just a minute. And before we do. All right, as promised, we are going to continue running through this list of the MLB Trade Rumors Top 25 trade candidates, off-season trade candidates, because I think the Giants, like if they miss out on Otani, if they miss out on Bellinger, uh, there's just not that many options beyond those guys. If you really, and, and I think that they do definitely need to improve their offense. And so the trade market may be the way to go. Um, anyway, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to be starting some mail, some new mailbag questions as we get closer to the winter meetings, which are, you know, by tomorrow will be just over a week away. So I can't wait for that because that's when a lot of stuff goes down. And, you know, the Giants have historically been active there. They were pursuing Aaron Judge. The arson judge tweet happened at the winter meetings last year. They signed or came to an agreement with Correa shortly after the winter meeting. So that's when things pick up in, in the baseball offseason. So continuing on the list, uh, the next position player listed is Glaber Torres. And right away, I, I say no fit because I like the bat, but he's a pure second baseman and not a great one defensively. Uh, shortstop, he used to play there for the Yankees, but it was a problem defensively. So they had to move him to second. And Tyra Estrada is kind of entrenched at second base and I think is, you know, in the realm of as good overall if you look at the kind of total package of Tyro Estrada uh would I take Glaber Torres on my team for sure but I just you've already got Estrada Farhan Zaidi has talked about certain positions being like just set in stone and he talked about Patrick Bailey and he talked about Tyro Estrada and Glaber Torres if he's just a pure second baseman I just I can't see the fit some might say move Estrada to short but I don't think Estrada is a fit at short defensively um he could do it if he needs to but I don't think that's a that's a that's it's going to make your defense worse and that's not what they're trying to do Next player, Jonathan India, is like the exact same situation, basically. He's not very good defensively, but I like the bat. I like the player, but just not very good defensively. And so uh, I'm, I'm passing on Jonathan India. Eloy Jimenez comes in next, and he's a DH. And I think the Giants have enough of a logjam of potential DH players with Wilmer Flores. And then if you're trying to improve the outfield, you kind of maybe need to push... 
Michael Conforto, Mitch Haniger into that DH spot. And then if you're pursuing Otani, that's going to be DH spot. So I don't see Eloy Jimenez as a fit at all. Max Kepler, uh, platoon player. Like I said, kind of with Alex Verdugo, I think Kepler is similar, if not worse. Um, and can't hit lefties. So they just, they just don't need another player like that. So I'm passing on Max Kepler. Um, Jorge Polanco is a second baseman and third baseman. I, he's a good player. And I think though, defensively, he hasn't been great, but he's kind of low key a fit, but kind of in the same way as Hassan Kim, but not as. Uh, not as much of a fit. And the reason I don't see him as, as much of a fit is that I believe the cost would be pretty steep because we're going to see that his, uh, the status of his contract is such that it's going to be cost prohibitive in terms of what it would take to acquire him because he, yeah, he's got, he's under team control for this year at 10 and a half million and then another year at 12 million with a club option. Uh, he's also 30 years old. He's a really good hitter, but I think defensively he's not the best. And I just wanted to double check on that. But yeah, I mean, minus five outs above average at second base this year uh, in limited playing time, minus nine the year before that. At third base this year, he was okay, but only in 100 innings. He used to play some shortstop, but was dreadful. And so again, just defensively, I'm passing because of the defense. I just can't. That's just not what they're going to do is go get a player who makes their defense worse. It's just not going to happen. Randy Arozarena, man, I love the player, love the attitude, love the you know postseason success that he has. But he doesn't grade out as a good defender either. He's a corner outfielder. I think they're talking about center field. I would definitely explore Randy Arozarena, although I think he's got many years of team control left and uh of team control left. And so the cost would be really high and he is, yeah, three more seasons of team control and not a great defender and a corner outfielder. And I think they, they're more so looking at center. So while I would love to have a Rosarena, I just don't see it as a great fit. Dylan Carlson uh, next on the list is actually pretty interesting, maybe in the same vein as like a Trent Grisham in that he is, good defensively but hasn't really hit well um he's kind of gotten worse every year over the last three years offensively and even the defense has seemingly slipped a little bit when we look at uh in center field he's been good in his career i mean at least yeah good uh he's also local to the bay area and so i could the the trade value is pretty low here and this guy was like a former really top prospect and it just hasn't really worked out in St. Louis and he's definitely on the trade block. And so I see him as a definite possible candidate. He wouldn't be like exciting, you know, and very much so, but he is someone who could potentially be a fit. He's a switch hitter. Although I think he's got platoon splits and is much better against left-handed pitching. And so kind of the weak side of a platoon could make him an everyday player just based on defense. Uh, and he comes with how many, uh, three more years of team control. So he's a possible fit, but like 
he certainly wouldn't make the offense dramatically better. And I think they need to kind of do that. Brandon Drury, no fit. Uh, Brendan Donovan, infielder, I like him, uh, but not the best fit. Christopher Morell, I don't know really why they would trade this guy, but he's not a good defender, kind of a DH type, so I don't see the fit. Uh, Christian Vasquez, a catcher. Giants don't need to trade for a catcher. Luis Robert, super interesting. And as they write here, Robert has the most trade value of any player on this list. So again, it's not just about, they're not saying he's the best player on this list, but they're saying he has the most trade value of any player on this list. Why? Because he, uh, he has two years of, you know, a guaranteed contract at 12 and a half million, then 15 million, and then two years of club options at $20 million. He's 26 years old, uh, just turned, well, actually just turned 26 in August. I thought it was more recent, but in August, just put up a five war season, very good defensively, good base runner, good hitter, just hit 38 homers, stole 20 bases and has what, 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 four years of team control. And so off the charts, trade value, 26 years old. Uh, yeah. If you want to give up like everybody, this is the guy to go get. He's definitely a fit. Uh, but uh, I just think that it would uh, cost too much in terms of prospects uh, because there are other guys. I don't know. He, he would be a dramatic kind of upgrade for the giants, but they they can't just deplete their farm system, which they've kind of spent years trying to build up. Last player on the on the top twenty five is Pete Alonso at first base, and for Pete Alonso at first base, this is a guy that I've heard a lot of Giants fans talk about. Uh, he is entering the last year of team control. He's arbitration eligible. He wants a big old contract uh, through ar- the arbitration process. He is projected to earn $22 million in arbitration, this being his final ARB year. He is a guy who's hit 40-plus homers each of the last two years, hit 46 bombs this season. Uh, Just such a good hitter, uh, but defensively not great at first base. The numbers, minus 16 outs above average in his career, and plus five defensive runs saved though so kind of a disagreement between those two numbers those two metrics so i'm not sure i don't i don't watch like every mets game to give like a a strong opinion but if this guy's available and the price is right in terms of trade capital he's he would i mean a guy who's a 40 homer hitter yeah you go out and try to get that guy even if it means like you know, you've got Wade and you've got JD Davis and Wilmer Flores. Well, maybe, maybe some of those guys are part of a trade there because as good as Alonzo is, it's one year of team control and that reduces the price. And so they list some others of note, including Tommy Edmond. And I just continue to make the case that Edmond's versatility makes him a really attractive player to me. Uh, because he can play all over, including outfield and infield. Like he can play center, he can play short, second, third, corner outfield. And I think he's similar to, to Carlson in that he's better against left-handed pitching. But the 
excellent defense and base running makes him like an everyday player. So just kind of a super, like one of the best super utility guys went to Stanford, uh, really liked the fit with Tommy Edmond, uh, but it would cost a lot. And just quickly, his contract status with the St. Louis Cardinals, as I find them and look him up, he has just two years of team control remaining. And the Cardinals need pitching. They've already signed a couple starters. But if you, you know, Tommy Edmond for like, you know, Keaton Wynn and, Trist- and Tristan Beck or something, I don't know. I don't know if that's too much to give up. I don't know if it's not enough. But uh, young pitching, need for need. Cardinals have a lot of talented position players. So anyway, I view Edmund as a good fit. Alonzo as a solid fit. Eloy Jimenez, if they, uh, or excuse me, Luis Robert Jr. Um, I don't know who I'm ultimately, ultimately picking. I'm maybe I just say go sign Shohei Otani as my ultimate, uh, choice as I scroll through. I mean, Hassan Kim, uh, I just am enamored with him and, uh, so I don't know, uh, Tommy Edmond or Hassan Kim, I really like as kind of that insurance for Luciano and Edmond as someone who can play center, Willie Adamas, someone who can play short, uh, Eloy Jimenez, if you want to go nuts and Trent Grisham, if you kind of have, you have to have a fallback option and you've missed out on everyone else. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow mailbag, so look out on X Twitter for that. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much, so thank you in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You're now Locked on Giants.